Because I feel like, or did we go? I think we. I think. Last I think you've gone three in a row first. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. I was just casually saying that. Yeah. Well, just that. I mean, this is part. Of, <laughs> this is the whole podcast. Well, uh, yeah, so Connor, my topic this week is, um, as I said to you uh, before, it's quite a ruinous one for me, <laughs> and um, it's been, it's, it come about, it's come about because of the Women's World Cup, yeah. and obviously, um, I think I've attended six games, and <laughs> there's been a large crowd at every single one of them. And so my topic is literally just to run a deep dive on how incredible um, big sporting events are. <laughs> <laughs> he loves big sporting events, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for a big sporting event. Yeah. And this one has just been... I think it's because this one... Not that it's been a surprise, because women's soccer has been on the rise over the last few years, but... Just to see the difference in crowd numbers between here and New Zealand. Yeah. It's kind of made me go, well, got to appreciate this. This is a... And the fact that tickets are really cheap. You yeah. see families out there. Yeah. Um, it's a little purple patch that we're in. And so, yeah, I just thought I'd ask you, what do you, what, what yeah. do you love about a big sporting event? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Um, in the, the biggest thing for a big sporting event, like a global sporting event... Mm-hmm. Is this it brings so many people together? Yeah, yeah. Like you just can't go past the fact that you can have you know, like Colombia playing Germany, yeah, and just two vastly different cultures, yeah. you know, not only playing each other on a sporting field, but then you know supporters in the stands, people mm. watching the game, yeah. at pubs, at you know wherever yeah. it may be. So just the thought of that's really exciting, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, I also think that you've still got to do them well. Like, you've still got yeah, to run sick. them well. Like, if you look at... Um, okay, and this is a classic example. that I know we talk about it a lot, but <laughs> rugby... I think I know what's coming in. <laughs> but, like... So, like, you like you touched on it before, but we, we have been to games where we've paid $10 for a ticket. Yep. And seen unbelievable soccer. Yep. And in front of 40,000 people. In front of, with 40,000 people yeah, at yeah. the stadium. And other people... And that was for like the lowest of the low tickets. But you could get a Category A mm. um, obstructed view for $20. Like it's really... Like there's not and the much view's to, not obstructed. No. You're, you're sort of pretty much, you know, a third of the way down the field. Yeah. Um, but if you compare that to like Rugby Union, I had a good friend of ours... Mm. Angus Courts, uh, yeah. actually, he was we're chatting on the follower phone. of the knack. Yeah, follower of the knack. Shout out to Courtsy. <laughs> um, he actually told me that he spent hundreds of dollars. I think it was close to four hundred dollars yeah, on yeah. a ticket to an Australian rugby game mm. in France for the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, on a, obviously on a resale platform. Yeah, but like when you go onto a resale platform for FIFA. You can't charge more than a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, it's hundred and fifteen is max. What your yeah like yeah ticket is, and the tickets were not have not been like 
two hundred dollars or yeah, like three hundred dollars. No. But you know, I mean, I just got a ticket to the final for yeah. one hundred and thirty bucks yeah. into FIFA World, to World Cup final. Yeah. So it's so, it's pretty good. So I think I think if you look at like <clears throat> FIFA and this World Cup, they've done an extremely good job of getting people to games, like yeah. encouraging people to get to games yeah. and whatnot. They probably haven't ticked a few enough boxes in terms of like broadcasting it, mm. like as far as the broadcast goes. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of a you know, yeah, yeah, topic yeah. for another time. But um, in terms of sporting events and you know what makes them so good, yeah. like you just see, I guess how much it also means to like the players. Yeah, yeah. And and you kind of get these. Uh, the thing that I love about these sporting events is you get these stories of players yeah. that you, you don't see before yeah. in a similar fashion to the Olympics. But they it kind of what's different about say like a soccer or even like I don't know like a rugby union or whatever other World Cup there is out there. Um, I feel like the players that perform well individually get really re- rewarded. Yeah, they do. Like afterwards, you see yeah. it in cricket with like the IPL and stuff, and yeah, players yeah. that perform yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but like you know, there's going to be um, women that get yeah. picked up and yeah. get paid. Yeah. You know, it's heaps more than they're currently on just because they've been standouts for their and the they're performing stage. on a big stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with all those points. <laughs> um, just I remember uh, the Columbia Germany game. Yeah. And uh, Anna, who is the yep. admin for the soccer comp we play in, <laughs> yeah. she's Colombian. And there was 15,000 Colombians at that wow. game. And they all went out before the game, after the game. And, like, she's there showing us videos. You know, yeah. she's so happy about the whole thing. It's just good stuff. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, as you said, it just brings people together. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because that just reminded me that it doesn't actually all, it also brings people of the same nationality together yeah yeah because when we were going out to the when I was going out to the Ireland Australia Matildas um, Ireland Matildas game there were these Irish people singing on the train mm. and they were just belting out all these songs and it was awesome yeah, yeah. and they were so all just singing together and I said oh so like are you guys out here together or you know how do you know each other and yeah they were like, oh, we just we just met each other at the pub this yeah. afternoon. It's so good. <laughs> it's just like, it's so that good. is awesome. And it's so good. Like, and, you know, they all had different, like, they weren't actually even all sitting together. Mm. They were all just doing, you know, going to the same place. Some yeah. of the people were going, actually doing, like, a World Cup tour. Yeah. Where, like, they were coming to Sydney. They were following Ireland around, essentially. Yeah, right, right. Going to Perth, Brisbane. And, and also... It's kind of a good excuse for people to travel. Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. Like, like traveling around big sporting events is probably what I'll do for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won't do anything else. It's like, uh, I just, there's nothing, there's nothing bad about a big sporting event. No. Unless, you know, you're the IRB and you uh, do the rankings yeah. from four years ago, yeah. but we're not going to get onto that. So, question though. What about like Qatar 2022 soccer world, women, um, men's mm. soccer world cup? Which was obviously very controversial. Yeah. Uh, and like, did they kind of have the stands sold out and full? Well, like, I, I saw a stat that the percentage of capacity in Australia at this World Cup is higher than what it was in Qatar. Yeah, right. And like FIFA, aren't, we're not. It's not like we're pumping up FIFA as an organisation here. No, no, <laughs> they're, no. They're, they're a, uh, they've got their issues, but they run a good tournament. Yeah, like they know how to. They know how to like 
build the groups so they're exciting. Like every single group on match day three was still like the standings yeah. weren't set. So there was there's there's excitement at FIFA World Cups from like game two and three yeah. because of the way they organise the groups. Um, and also there's just so many good teams. Yeah. But it's uh yeah, I was just I was walk it was at the France Panama game when I came up with this topic cuz okay. France beat Panama 6-3 and we were there and Panama lost the game yeah. by three goals. But after the game, they were just so stoked and yeah. they ran over to their um, supporters and got in the stands with them were playing the cowbells and the yeah. drums. And I was just like, how good is this? So yeah. like two teams, completely different goals. Panama's goal was just to play well, yeah. no expectations. And France's goal is obviously to win the World Cup. So it was just, you, you get those things at, at big sporting events. And I was just like, how good is this? You know, it's like the, the reason you play sport to begin with. Yeah. Coming alive in, in like a setting in front of 40,000 people. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it's interesting that like the whole, at an at a event like that, the whole kind of business of sport kind of gets mm. thrown out the window. Yeah. You, you feel that way anyway. Obviously from a yeah. FIFA organizational standpoint, they're trying to make as much money yeah, as yeah. possible. But for, I feel like the players kind of, and it's interesting, it's funny that I say that because, you know, there was, there's there were players or teams that were not going to even play in the first yeah. game like yeah. as, as protests of not getting paid yeah yeah um well and jamaica had to do a go well, GoFundMe to afford the trip to australia yeah so i mean hopefully that changes yeah um especially for like the women's sport but i think i think this definitely is going to set a platform for like women's world sporting events yeah well it's the, it's it's like it's the fastest growing area of sport yeah because you know women make up 51% of the population. So yeah. <laughs> naturally, yeah, naturally, yeah. naturally it's, it's quite a big group of people. <laughs> and um, so like the more events like this happen, like the money will just come in yeah. and then it goes out. So, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just been unreal. What do you, this is a quick, quick question. Mm. Sort of a question mid, in topic. Yeah, an uh, in topic question. In topic question. What is there a sport that you can see coming through that's going to have like going to be the next sort of big like World Cup or World Championships or yeah I mean I guess soccer's the easiest one because it's it's, a, it's the world game yeah like people don't care who's playing soccer yeah. it's just always been the sport that people get around um, I know it's a good question it's a good question is there a live golf for, is there a women's live golf tour or is it just nah I think it's just not? men yeah it's, it's just men I think it's just men well there you go there's another you know problem with that that organisation <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I mean soccer's just the obvious one yeah and like they've got the EPL they've got the La Liga like all the domestic comps are set up yeah um, but like it's it's interesting that there's no I guess it's all team sports that have you know yeah. World Cups or yeah, yeah. these sorts of things. All the individual sports kind of have their majors or yeah, exactly you know, big tournaments. Yeah, um, Grand Slams. You know, yeah, just throughout the year. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see like a a tennis World Cup. Yeah, and you kind of yeah, it's similar sort of. I guess it's the, the same thing. The though, Davis really. Cup. Yeah. But it'd be cool. All the I guess the Olympics for tennis is pretty. It's probably their World Cup, I reckon. Yeah. Because I don't really. But that would be cool doing it 
like organizing a tennis world cup in some sort of point system mm. that you you play in that'd be cool and that just has that I guess it's just that one of those things where you just bring the, the world mm. stage yeah, yeah. aspect comes in and you can make it mixed yeah it wouldn't have to be no. gendered you can make it mixed yeah um yeah, so good. yeah, I just thought I'd, because uh, you know, I, I love I love sporting <laughs> events. You know, always happy to get around one, and it's just been it's just been awesome. It's just been awesome to have one in Australia that you know isn't talked about like the biggest ones, like the Olympics yeah. and the Men's World Cup. But it and they just popped up and kind of slapped us in the face and was oh, like, this, yeah. is, this is unreal. The best part about it is it kind of grown mid-tournament yeah like people have kind of just realised yeah. and gone oh like this is awesome yeah. like this is a huge event yeah so that, that's been a really cool part to be a part of it yeah 100% and it's nice to see all the stadiums full yeah <laughs> like they've been built for a reason I know yeah. SFS that new SFS is unreal yeah so good anyway um, well, I guess, yeah, moving on to my topic. Yeah, on to yours, on to yours. Slightly Hashtag different. Topic guy. Yeah, slightly, slightly different change of pace here. Yeah. Not quite the, uh, not quite on the world stage, but it yeah. probably happens around the world <laughs> yeah, okay. at some point. Um, now, this is kind of an extension in some capacity off a, a previous topic of mine mm. um, around sort of, you know, it's been a kind of a common theme of, yep. you know, backyards and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. how do you, you know, being in other people's houses and mm. stuff like that. Um, and this is actually something that was, um, you know, brought to me by um, David Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Another shout out. My father-in-law. <laughs> um, so, shout out to David. Um, and we, we encourage all of these, we encourage topic, um, you know... <laughs> Uh, topic suggestions so yeah. come to us with any suggestions yeah. you might have but he essentially was as it was an interesting insight from my from his perspective as a parent mm. um, and it has to do with you know when you're at someone's house and something goes wrong and you break something a window yeah. Yeah. a bit of the house you, you know a painting uh, you know you're playing around inside and you smash a bit of you know bit of glassware or something a vase yep. inside yep and you're the visitor mm. you're the friend yep <laughs> who pays for that and what happens around the you know around the etiquette of replacement payment um yeah it's a good question I I think the host pays <laughs> okay um obviously depending on the context like if you if your friend like say you're hosting me yeah and I just like put my fist through a window, <laughs> like unprovoked. Yeah. Then obviously it's a bit different. But if it's accidental, if you like square me up in the backyard <laughs> and, and I leading edge it into a into a light bulb, yeah. I think it's a bit it's a bit different. What if you play like a straight drive straight through the window, like just an aggressive shot? Oh yeah, I mean I still think it's it's if it's in the realm of the game that you're being played, <laughs> I think it's on the host. <laughs> Honestly, I. And this this happened a lot at my house growing up. Yeah. Um, friends would come over and we play indoor cricket um, yeah. down the hallway or knee footy, and we had a lot of heads go through walls <laughs> and, and balls go through windows, <laughs> and it's just you know, it was just kind of 
one of those frustrating things where you just got to cop it. If you're, it's your home ground, you put up with the maintenance costs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you're the kid. You don't pay anything. No, I know, but that's what I'm yeah, saying. So like, I think it's, I think it's on the host family. Right. To, okay. It's like, it's like maintenance costs. You know, <laughs> if the away team comes and rips up your pitch, you know, you, you've got a your 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 um, greenskeepers are on there paying. For, you know, you're paying <laughs> yeah, them to yeah. fix it the next week. Yeah, okay. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. I think it's on the host. I think it really is. Okay. If it's within the parameters of the game you're playing. Okay. And what if it's just blatantly, like, you're the friend here. What if it's blatantly your fault? Like, yeah. just, just yeah, there's okay. no question about it. And Yeah, I think... Well, then you've got to... Like, the parents got to be involved here. Yeah. And you've got to kind of go, your kid... I saw him just throw a ball through the window. It wasn't part of the game. <laughs> and then the other parents got to go, yeah, sorry about that. We'll pay, we'll pay for the window. But I think the context matters. I think yeah. if it's within the... I don't think it's black and white. Yeah. I reckon you've, you've, uh, you've got to do some investigation. <laughs> but, you know, home, if you're on, if it's your home turf, I think there's some responsibility <laughs> to, to do the maintenance. <laughs> That's a fair point. But what do you think? Well, look, I've actually just got another in-topic question here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, 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 at what time does an does age come into it? Because, mm-hmm. like, you could be a 19-year-old, Yeah. you know, at someone's house. Yep. You're, you're, over, you're, an, you're technically an adult. Yeah, yeah. You know, does that fall then on you as the adult? Yep. Quotation marks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nineteen's a tough age because yeah. legally you're an adult, but like you're just not even close. Yeah, <laughs> like in, in reality. Yeah. Um, and I like parents probably see that a bit differently because they look at you yeah. and you'll get the quote of "You're supposed to be an adult now." <laughs> like how how is this still happening? <laughs> Why are you still putting cricket bats through windows? <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon the the parents would see that differently, and yeah. maybe that would change how they handle it. Um, and maybe as the 19 year old friend you just your week's pay is going yeah. to yeah. you're just going to get stitched up but I think it just it obviously depends on the parents and how they how protective they are of their yeah. property um, but uh, you know if, if I own a house and it happens I think it's just it's home turf costs yeah, yeah okay. it's, home, it's home turf costs as a kid did you ever do maintenance yourself like do you, you know not yeah. even tell your parents and just say oh I'm doing mate, we'll do maintenance right now so we can continue playing uh, yeah, yeah, a few times. Um, not not windows. When windows Tough, break, it's kind yeah. of game over. <laughs> but holes in walls has definitely been. Oh well, that's happened. Let's <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> well, there's nothing we can do about it. Oh well, but, that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Let's. I remember we were playing knee footy once. Um, there was about twelve of us, and. We someone's head went through a wall and they were fine the wall wasn't fine but they, their head was fine there was no HIA needed yeah, it yeah, was just yeah. one of those soft plaster walls yeah. and um, we all kind of looked at each other and just went oh well you know we're only kind of five minutes in and so we all just silently moved the mattresses to a different room and just started playing again oh, you know, so good I'm not uh, I'm not you know saying that other people should do that yeah no but yeah. like you know it's if there's, there's nothing that can be really done about it in the moment yeah. other than telling somebody that knows how to fix it what's happened yeah see it's interesting because like 
I'm just quickly. I remember. I remember, and this has just come to me that. Mm. So my youngest brother had a house party when we were all the rest of the family. We were out. Yeah. Um, did he, did the they weekend. know it was happening? Or did at the time they didn't know it was happening? Okay, right, right. right. Um, they thought there was. Well, there was. A, there was a few friends coming over. Was the comment yeah, the yeah, classic right. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. got a couple, friends, yeah, coming a couple over. friends coming over i think there was probably like 70 to 80 people there <laughs> um in, in you know which you find out in, in so due good. time it's so good um but, but i guess the reason the reason that it got like that that it got um like that that mum and dad or we all found out that there was more than sort mm. of 10 people that were supposed to be there yeah was because there were these two kids and they were playing the run at me challenge <laughs> or just like and they were doing something in the backyard and they were you know had had, had a bit of alcohol yeah yeah and one of them broke his ankle oh wow and so his kid something happened whatever happened he broke his ankle mm. and <laughs> mum and dad obviously weren't there and he had to he didn't, the kid didn't want his parents to find out yeah, I think this is right. as the story goes so he called his uncle <laughs> His uncle came and picked him he up. He called the uncle that no one wants a Christmas to. <laughs> Just the one that knows doesn't want to have doesn't want to be you know. And like I think it. then, you know, like he obviously thought he just had a sore ankle. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't know it was broken at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, his parents came home or something like that and they ended up taking long story, took him to hospital. His yeah, ankle yeah. was broken. Yeah. But mum and dad were quite like obviously they were pissed off that there was a huge party at the house yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But they didn't really kind of care about that so much but it was more so the fact that the kid got injured mm. and I didn't know this but apparently his parents could have technically sued yeah yeah our parents if that yeah. had happened yeah so you know that that would also be a tough situation if you know, play knee footy yeah cut on the head yeah, you go yeah, back yeah. to your parents they sue you know yeah you've got you've got a legal case and maintenance costs <laughs> <laughs> well, well here's, here's an in-topic question for you <laughs> If you're, if you're, again, the responsibility falls back on the host, <laughs> in my opinion. if you're a family that hosts lots of people and lots of active kids, yeah. do we start looking at um, insuring your home turf? <laughs> like, you know how when you go play a sporting comp at a, at a, yeah. at a thing and a lot of your fees are to cover insurance, cover insurance. over the oval, yeah. do you start insuring your backyard? So when parents go, oh, I'm going to sue you for my kid's compound fracture that Thursday afternoon, you can go, well, actually, you can't, mate, because I've been shooting my backyard. Sign a disclaimer. (laughs) Do you get a QR code at the front door? (laughs) Scan a QR code. Waiver form. Waiver. We are not liable for anything that happens here today. That could almost, you know, that could... You kind of want kids to go to be able to like just just go hard though. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. That yeah. could see performances in the backyard completely <laughs> slip, and you know, then we just lose all talent, yeah. natural talent. Yeah, it's true. For, it's true. The sports kids, true. Yeah, per- personal injuries. Are, I was thinking about that one too. Um, I injured one of my little brother's friends once. We were playing cricket uh, at a beach house, and he was sitting in the pool, and I've just played this cut shot, and it's just hit him right in the eye. <laughs> And he's just Dad was so angry at me. Yeah, but like so he falls out of hit. You know? No, I know, I know. And like it was just one of those, you know it just it just it happened. It happens. You just can't do anything about it. It happens. And he had to get taken to hospital. Um and Dad and I took him to the hospital. And he was fine, but he just had a really bad black eye and I had to check that his eye wasn't. He, sh- he should have known he was fielding at points. 
Like he should have known he was but at he that point. But he was at silly point. Like, it, <laughs> like it, he, he was close and the ball just ricocheted off. But anyway. Another thing that happened. Sorry. Another <laughs> yeah, go on. It's not sport related, but we were moving house. I'm not going to name the person's name because I know he listens and probably doesn't want this scenario being, <laughs> being put out there in the open. But um, we were moving out of a house once and one of our mates who'd been in the house for years, his parents were kind of helping us with the maintenance. And so the dad had a suction thing, like a suction cup to carry glass. And um, one of our mates put the suction cup on the wall and pulled the suction cup off the wall and the wall came with the suction cup. (laughs) And so this whole like plastered layer of the wall just came off and he's just looked at it and looked at me and I've just gone, well, you know, I didn't do it. I just walked the other direction. Get the landlords, they're the host. Yeah, yeah true. True. But in that situation, like the landlord is just going to screw you. Yeah, so yeah. we, luckily, the so, other bloke's dad was uh, a handyman. So he, he went up to Bunnings and just fixed it and just copped it. Yeah. But it was just one of those things where... Like, what do you do there? Is that on? Is that on him who pulls the suction cup off do, to, to fork out? Do you think there's a thing on a suction cup that says "only use for glass"? Because then you could sue that company. Yeah, true, true. You know, ill, yeah, yeah. ill-advised on where to, you know, suction off. <laughs> you could pull a wall with that. You just play dumb. Well, I've never used a suction cup before, mate. You know, how am I supposed to know to put it on the wall? <laughs> I thought it was clean. You know, I thought it was like you know, it gumption. Could be, it could be art these days. You know. <laughs> People just have such hidden suction cups as they're walking through the houses. But yeah. Well, yeah, so there you go. So, you know, the the financial side of things is an interesting one because it's funny and people are funny about money. Yeah, people are funny about money, which is, which is, I think what it was, which what determines how they react, to be honest. Yeah. But I think for me, if you're the host and the kids are having a good time and something happens, most scenarios are just like... It's just yeah. kind of a bit of a bit of a stiff shit. Yeah. You've got to just. Yeah. Well, good to know. Next time you're over, I guess. <laughs> well, no, I mean I'm, we're we're 28. Well, how no. old are we? 27. Yeah. So it's different now. Yeah. Like, probably yeah, fork out. But uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. I'll be you know forking out for you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think it's yeah. Obviously, if they're kids, I'd think it's on the host. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. On the host. Yeah. Um. Well, moving on, I guess, to our um, our niche sport, um, which is something that I actually came across today. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, sorry, yesterday. It was last night. Um, and it was it was part of an ESPN program called The O Show, um, which essentially, like, just, it's ESPN, it's like, it's like two or three days of just them showing niche sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all like just kind of yeah different sports yeah they have like corgi racing and dog surfing and like all this stuff like people pole vaulting into a pool like yeah, yeah. you know all this sort of weird and wonderful stuff that we love to talk about yeah um, but one one the one thing that was streaming when I was watching was this um, was a game called Omega Ball um, and essentially what it is is it's a um it's, it's hard to explain. It's five aside with yep. soccer. So it's soccer with three teams of five players. Yep. And you can score in any of the two other goals. Yeah. So it's just kind of like one ball. Yeah. Three goals, three, three teams. Three goals, three teams. And obviously you're protecting your own goal, but yep. you're 
trying to score in the other two goals. And it was just kind of like organised chaos. Yeah. It was kind of cool. And, you know, you could be, uh, you know, you could have a shot at one of the goals Mm. and the other team who's on attack as well just cleans up the rebound and gets a goal. Yeah, gets a goal. And it's just, it's funny how all that, you know, you could be in complete dominance, but someone just clean up the scraps and, you know, they're all of a sudden up 2-0. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's, um, yeah, it's just, and there's three, there's three subs per team. Yep. And there's no like throw-ins over the head or anything. It's like they just essentially move the ball to like a little circle just off from the sideline, like in, in the field of play. Yep. And you just take the ball and you just kick him from there. And you can just shoot from anywhere. There's no like offsides. So good. It'd be, a great, awesome. it'd be a great social sport. Yeah. And the thing I was just thinking is, imagine if say you're, pl- you're playing it and there's you need to make the top four to make finals and like one of the teams is bottom of the table the other team's third you're fifth and or sorry the other team's fourth you're fifth like you could do some real like maneuvering tactically to get this team on your side to help knock them out surely you have a chat to them before the game and that's yeah you just i think you just have to get to know them and be like like, just we just go with these guys yeah this is our situation i wonder what it's like on the field like if that actually like i've not watched enough of it to know Mm. If that actually does happen, like one, two teams get pissed off with another team and start going, yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, we're just going at you and they have like a truce. Yeah. The goalkeepers start passing it between each other. Because it's so, sorry, I forgot to mention, it's a circular field. Yeah. So it's in a circle. Which would make it harder to do that tactic because yeah. regardless, the ball will always come relatively close to a goal somewhere. It, yeah, exactly. So. But, but, then, but then it all of a sudden, it becomes 10 on 5. Yeah. And. Which you is know. hard. So it's one of those things you don't want to sort of piss anyone off or... No. Um, but it was pretty... It was, it was very high quality, the game. Like, there was ex, you know, professional and international... Yeah, right. Um, there was, it was actually a women's, women's Omega Ball game. And, there yeah, were, right. you know, they had people who played for Canada. They were currently at, you know, um, like MLS teams. Like and who were they sport. playing for? Was it just a social? Or uh, like some a of the team names were like the Rounders and, yeah, okay. you know, the Super Jets. And yeah, so it's I, probably I a league. I have no idea. I think, well, I think they've just come together yeah, because yeah. for this tournament because the commentators are saying that one of the teams had never played before. Oh, really? Yeah. So it seems like it's relatively new as well. Yeah, okay. So... Amigable. Th- yeah. It's in like kind of a expanded so- soccer circle, like center yeah. circle. Like it's th- kind of just expanded to I like think what we watched it said it's a circle that's the size of pretty much half, half a soccer field right okay yeah so it's right. pretty like three goals that's a lot of that's a lot of targets yeah. that's a small area yeah um, for th- those three regulation yeah. size goals you could always it's easily to get confused as well imagine getting the ball and going which goal do I go to yeah yeah you know it's not as just straightforward as going no. I'm running this way and that way you have to be kind of on your toes yeah yeah and it's and 360 yeah and the play, your, your teammates, it'd be great to play with like like teammates who understand like running lines. Yeah. They know <laughs> yeah, yeah. straight away, oh, this line's going to help me the most for that goal, so yeah. I'm going to go there. Yeah. It, that'd be awesome. But then you've got, you could have two, three people. I've, I've noticed it was lots of like two or two defenders, one attacker. Yeah, like, right. Two on ones, um, which was interesting. Yeah, right. So, yeah, Omega Ball. Maybe the next social sport to hit Sydney. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's pretty. It seems pretty sort of straightforward. I did notice though, they have really sort of odd lines, like the yeah. markings on the field are tough. Like it's yeah. tough to replicate. Yeah, you'd have to just you, use a bunch of cones. Yeah, 
Yeah, true. Or maybe that spray foam that goes after a while. Yeah. So, but but I think can't you change lines on syntho fields on synthetic fields? Can't well, you change can. the lines? You can have like, the, how, yeah, I don't yeah. know how they do it. But yeah, you can. You can you kind can. of maneuver. How do they do that? Do I they pull the grass out or something? I have no idea. But you could see the lines they were playing on an NFL field. Yeah. And you could see the lines of the NFL field that are being pulled out. Right. Obviously, they just made this. Right, right, right. They did it. Yeah, there's like a center circle, and then three corner circles that replicate the corners for each goal. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, It's a great sport. Yeah, there you go. Omega ball. Mm. Um, Now, last but not least, as always, our credit athlete. Um, And I'll I'll intro... I'll intro Reese. Um, So, (laughs) um, it's a guy by the name of Reese Langdon um, who... Is an Australian guy, twenty-seven year old. Yep. Um, I think he resides in Victoria now, but uh, I th- he grew up in Goulburn. Right. Um, he he's our credit athlete this week because he recently won silver a silver medal mm. at the Paris Paralympics Championships. Yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, Paralympics, Paris um, Para World Championships yep. in athletics. Um, now, Reese. Um, essentially it's, he when he was six years old had like um, essentially lost the ability to talk and walk yep um, and was virtually paralysed um, and essentially what had happened is something had um, like was attacking his, his brain yep anyway they fixed that which was good yep um, and he relearned how to walk and talk yeah, wow. Um, and he is now um, running. Well, yeah, he's now got a silver medal in the 1500 metres para world championships. Yep. Um, and I think sort of just narrowly, narrowly missing out to a Canadian bloke. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, very impressive, pretty inspirational. And he essentially, I was reading here that he essentially used to like, when, when he was, after he was learning to walk and, wanted to get back into running and stuff like that, he'd run to his mailbox, which was 2Ks down away. So his mailbox was 2Ks from his house yeah, right. on the property and would run there and back yeah, okay. to, to like training. do training and do fitness. And then eventually like he was like, he wanted to go like pursue it at higher levels, yeah, do yeah, running yeah. and went, you know, ended up getting a coach at the like Australian Institute of Sport and stuff in Canberra. Um, but it, he was training. So this is the interesting part is that he was training with well, what they call able-bodied. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, athletes. Yep. Up until 2021. Wow. And then qualified under the T38 um, sort of section of, para, of, of para-athletics. Yep. Which is for people with like cerebral palsy. Yeah, right. Or, you know, variations of that. Yep. So, and apparently his left side, like he, like still has real big issues with the left, yeah, left yeah. side and like dehydration issues and, you yeah, know, right. stuff like that. So, very impressive. And I think he also has set a world record in running in Australia for the 5,000 metres. 5,000 metres? Yeah. yeah, right. So, he's an up and coming Paralympian. Yeah, okay. So, we'll probably might see him in Paris. Paral- yeah, so we might see him in Paris. 
So this was his first time representing Australia at a, yeah, at a okay. national or international meet. So he's probably building himself up. To he's the building himself up, yeah. and apparently he's smashing all the Australian. You know, yeah, okay. All the Australian uh, sort of meets and races and stuff like that. So very impressive race. Very impressive. Um, very inspirational. I'm sure that. Yeah, I couldn't only imagine how to learn to walk and talk again. Yeah, you know, and then, and then you're running. Now you're running. At, yeah, uh, yeah well, and you're Paris. running. You're running probably faster than we can run. Oh mate, it's in, it's impressive. I think I think the fifteen hundred meters. Yeah, it was yeah, um, three minutes fifty two. Wow. So that was that was um, for fifteen hundred. That was the Australian record for the T thirty eight. And that he ran that time. Three fifty two. Three fifty two. Fifteen hundred meters. That wow. is so quick. That's quick. <laughs> that's really like, quick. You're all like bounding to do a yeah, sub four yeah. minute K. Yeah. And that's another 500 meters. Oh, mate. Like, that's really quick. Yeah. So, which is really impressive. And he's, and he, you know, like he came second with running like that time. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. There's some impressive people out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the best. Um, hopefully, Reese gets with gets picked with the um, Olympics team next year. I'm sure I he will. By, will yeah. by the sound of things. He's probably a gold medal chance based on. Surely. Um, well, he's only based on that result at the Parathlon yeah. Championship. He's only two years into the into the sort of the system. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So and the world stage. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show, twenty seven, you can still peak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's when I mean, your body's. You know, yeah, don't start me on this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he's kind of peaking now. You know. So that means you can get the scratch in <laughs> in a year. I mean, if Reese can learn to walk again, you can get the scratch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if there's to go by, like, <laughs> I, like, I have no excuses. <sighs> anyway, but yeah. Um, well, I think that's, that's it, Mike. Yeah. Another good knack. Another rep. Another rep. Another rep. Uh, follow us. It's actually changed now to the NAC yeah, podcast. the NAC podcast. On Instagram. Yeah. Uh, like and share. Subscribe, follow, review, whatever you want yeah. to do. We actually got a comment. Um, Did we? On Insta from someone we know. Did we? Um, I can read it out right now. Yeah, I haven't actually checked. If we want to do this, do a bit of, do a bit of fan engagement um, by a guy called Samuel McCaffrey. Samuel <laughs> underscore McCaffrey. Yeah. Hey guys, love the second episode. Just wanted you to know they already play speed chess. It must have been the Magnus Carlson. Oh yeah, right. Liren episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Magnus rating is number one by a country mile been there since he was 23 in 2013 in speed Sam. chess in speed chess yeah thanks so Sam. yeah we love fans who have knowledge on niche sports yeah so actually yeah. that wasn't niche sport that was a credit that was credit that yeah. was credit yeah Ding Liren was the first Chinese chess yeah. grandmaster chess um, yeah probably so. niche in terms of broadcasting but you know yeah. not really a niche sport in terms no. of out thereness yeah you know? and Magnus Carlsen has kind of put it on the map because yeah. he's become a bit of a yeah. Bit of a uh, figurehead. Yeah, figurehead. Yeah. We love fan engagement. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sam, and we'll um, see you next week. Yeah. Thanks, Connor. No, thanks, Mike. <laughs>